We need to talk about anime, we Arthur. Need to talk about Finally, anime. some Nihongo cartoons. But this whole sequence, right, of him bullying her is so long. Dude, that made me, like, visibly uncomfortable. Well, that's why Ueno, like, lover or hater, her character was so powerful. Oh, we're going to be the best of friends and everything's going to be great. And you are okay with the fact that I used to be a horrible person and now I'm better. Boom. This is exactly what you were doing to this poor girl with every intention on it being hurtful. I want to, I'm going to scream, Zach. Ah! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Uneducation Station. Of course, my name is Zach, and I am here with my buddy, Arthur. Arthur, here, present. <laughs> present. Present. Tim O'Fay. <laughs> Balake. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Dude, uh, I, I'm really excited to be in the studio today because we had the opportunity. Why is that, Zach? Why what? is that? But it, It's because we had the opportunity to finally watch some of the Japanese animations. Oh, finally some Nihongo cartoons. It's Dude. been so long, Zach. <laughs> when was the last Dude. Nihongo cartoon episode? Um, Origaru? Really? Dude, that was so long ago. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Demon Slayer Season 2. That's was, what it? it was Oh, yeah. shit. It might have been. It might have been. Oh, man. That was a lot. No, I feel like we talked about Oregon. Did we? I can't remember. Chronologically, oh, it's just all a mess. But it's, it's crazy. But yeah, it has been a while since we watched some anime, and we finally went ahead and did it the other night. We? It was last week. Sometime last week. I think it was literally last week. We did it on Sunday, didn't we? No, because that was when all the, the family was at the homestead and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, so Sunday. So Sunday night. Or Monday night. Because I drove back from my grandparents here. Yeah. Oh. It was a Monday. Nobody cares. Nobody know nobody knows the time frame, so nobody nobody cares that. They're like, we don't care. We don't know what these days mean, Zach. <laughs> they mean nothing. <laughs> these these words you're saying and these dates, they mean not they, they mean nothing unless you say dates. And I'm not gonna say a date. Because fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, I'm wearing my one punch shirt today, Zach. And I'm really excited to talk about anime today. <laughs> uh, uh, I th that's really, really funny. So my parents went to Vegas, right? I think I Maybe I didn't because it's been a little bit since we last recorded. Uh, my parents, they went to Vegas and that's why I just mentioned I was at my grandparents' house. I had to watch a bunch of kids, mm -hmm. which also how I got this little thing right here, which hurts a lot, <clears throat> which I can't explain or I can breeze over. Depends. And they came back the other day and they brought some souvenirs. And my parents, they don't know very much about anime. Like I right. like, like zero. So what they said was they went to some store and they said, hey, my kids, they like anime. What 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 can we buy? What are some clothing? What are some materials of cloth of which pertain to the Nihongo cartoons? Not in those exact words. I'm paraphrasing. Right. One punch. And one punch. It's not one punch. Everybody stop. Chill. Everyone chill. Um, so they got me. Uh, they got me two shirts. This tank top, mm -hmm. which is a one piece tank top. And they got me a My Hero Academia t-shirt, which is great. I don't watch either of those. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that that yeah. sounds like something that would happen with me and my parents if mm -hmm. they're just like, what what do kids these days watch now? They watch the, the weeaboo shit. They watch the animals and, you yes. know, they're going to go to freaking, I don't know, just like a random store that has anime shirts mm -hmm. that are just 
printed onto yeah. the thing like the little square where the design oh is, yeah 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 know? classic by the way i'm not being ungrateful i'm very happy for this as, as you know i love the i love these shirts this is great yeah i'm having a time this is great <laughs> but it's really funny though i was like <laughs> nice like literally it's funny because i don't watch a lot of the like the mainstream stuff like the what i call i call the mainstream i as this was happening i begun to find a better word for it and it's just the pop culture anime yeah if that makes sense. So the Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, One Punch, One Punch. You know those ones. The only way I can say the title of that show is One Punch. I know, right? Yeah, it's One Punch. <laughs> it's funny because it's just it's One Piece, but it, the a lot of the it's it's called it's uh, because uh, Luffy is like on top of it, or is it Luffy? No, I think it's Luffy. He's on top of it, so it's just like O E P and then other letter. So I was like, one pound. It looks like what nobody cares, Zach, especially the audio listeners. Except now in Spotify, there's video. So now you have no excuse <laughs> to look at our stupid faces while we're talking. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. So I'm excited. Hey, I get I finally get new wardrobe. You know, at a certain at a certain point, you know, this was a fashion show, Zach. Dude. And then the fashion ran out. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm wearing one of your tank tops because I was wear, I was all buttoned up up mm -hmm. and uh, I I came here straight from uh, from church and I was playing on stage for that which mm -hmm. was super sick and we can talk about that a little bit at some point but mm -hmm. we need to talk about anime we Arthur need to talk about anime. it is very 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 overdue and yes the movie that that you recommended that we watch was a sh a, a movie that I wanted to watch for a really long time. Mm -hmm. But just for the sheer fact of us watching so many different things at one time, it just kind of became like, I'll watch it at some point. Right. One of those, you know, it happens. Yeah. And then it, you know, it, it, it throw it in the watch list. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll get it to it eventually, you know. Yeah. One of those things. But we were, I was eventually like, came, Arthur. Eventually did. It, it finally did. It never does that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have videos in my YouTube watch list since like 2004. Seven, when it started, or nine, one of those. YouTube started in like 2005, if you believe that. Then seven. <laughs> <laughs> seven. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then we were just like, oh, I, like we got to watch it. It has to, we need to watch anime again. Yeah. And it's going to be difficult to do a show, especially since it's been a while. So let's jump, let's just do a movie. Yeah. So it's going to be Weathering With You or Silent Voice. We went with Silent Voice. Yes. So that's what we'll talk about today. And I, I know somebody's like, you know what? Weather News has been like a year now. It's been like a year and a half. I sound like this. You know, I know. We'll but get to shut that. up. <laughs> we'll get to that because we're I'm excited for that day as well. But, you know, we'll get yeah. to we'll get to we'll get to it. But a silent voice hits a little particular spot with Zach and I. So it needed to be done. Yeah. And um I guess for for like a a brief synopsis of the story of the movie, yes. um, which I would be happy to do. I'm not looking at anything. I'm just kind of going off of mm -hmm. memory. Um, okay. So basically, there's this this new girl that comes to a school to mm -hmm. a what is it like an uh, elementary school? I think it, they said they said sixth grade, but I don't know. If that's considered elementary school in Japan, I don't remember how how their their grading their school hierarchy things work, other than high school. So perhaps I don't know something don't along know. those lines. So she's new to the school, 
and her um her classmates find out that she's deaf mm-hmm. right like she can't hear mm-hmm. um and so there was this one main character who i can't remember his name so i'm gonna look at the my anime list um ishida ishida uh he starts bullying her like mercilessly mm-hmm. You know, she had hearing aids and he took her hearing aids out and would like throw them out the window Mm -hmm. and, you know, would just be an absolute animal to this poor kid. And the entire time she was just trying to become friends with him. Mm -hmm. And then she ended up being moved to another school because in case you didn't know, hearing aids are expensive. And so what? No way. I thought they were just at the dollar store. (laughs) Well, uh and so she ended up moving to another school and then years go by i don't know exactly how long i think they went from sixth grade to them being well into high school because Mm -hmm. uh ishida had a job at that time i believe Mm -hmm. um and so basically he makes it like a a life goal to to make it up to this girl mm-hmm. and what was her nishimia. name nishimia Nish, nishimia. nishimia yes yeah and so th- that's that's the story and mm-hmm. then oh my gosh there's so many things in this movie <laughs> like the the plot makes it feel like it was a 20 episode anime but it was a movie yeah and it wasn't that long yeah you know? well, i mean for a movie i feel like it was decently long it's like what two just over two hours i believe if i remember correct about two and a half hours two hours 10-ish minutes or so two, yeah, hours? two hours and 10 minutes yeah, yeah i remember because we were like that was a long long movie it was like yeah two hours and 10 minutes but that's because plot things happen plots a lot of plot things happen yeah i i watched this so damn long ago and you know, it, it it was it. I mentioned this was a uh, and, and and it. We chose this movie particular over Weathering with you simply because you and I are 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 are, are familiar with sign language because right. we took ASL in high school. Um, you did year three. I ended up uh, finishing at year two. And around when the movie came out, which would be 2016, mm-hmm. um, that is when I had done ASL year two. You as well. And so I'm, I'm fresh, I'm fresh off the boat, Zach, you know? Right. I've, I've done, I've been in the thing, Zach. I, I was there. Yeah. Doing the things with the, with the signs and such, right? Yeah. And the learning and the history and getting super involved in the ASL show and everything like that, right? Right. I was there. And then I watch, and then I, I come across this movie and I know about this movie, but I never watch it or I never went for it. And I was like, I should, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. So that was me in my in in a in a prime time of young Nuki being really into deaf culture, right? Yeah. Um, not not like insanely, but very interested because you know I I loved ASL. It was right. a lot of fun. So this movie hit incredibly hard for me, and I know it hit incredibly hard for many others, even if whether they know about deaf culture or not. I feel like this movie was more geared towards those who didn't know about it yeah just in general um but even so i i felt i felt the i felt the 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 heavy impact it it at points was painful to watch Mm -hmm. just especially the beginning 
third of the movie, mm. like the the establishing the characters arc, mm -hmm. uh, where you were really starting to see just how malicious Ishida was, mm -hmm. and just the lengths that he would go to to be an asshole to this poor girl, mm -hmm. and then as as the plot kind of progresses, you're you're able to kind of find out like what had happened since then and everything mm -hmm. like that. And that's why I say it felt like a 20 episode anime because there are so many different things mm -hmm. when it comes to the the plot of the uh, the plot of the movie. Yeah, there are a lot of a yeah. lot of different sections that happen that you can just pinpoint like yeah, this was I definitely just watched basically two three episodes. Yeah. Like a little more condensed, but yeah, I just finished an arc, if you will, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it was really well done. And it, it, so this is based off of a monk, if I remember correctly. I don't think it's a light novel. Um, so, you know, there's a, I can't, I don't remember how many volumes there were, but if, if it's based off of a manga, then you only have so much to play around with if you're doing a movie, right? Yeah. And we mentioned before, and uh, I think in the Violet Evergarden episode, that what Kyoto Annie does really well, and what I love about Kyoto Annie is that they handpick their projects. You know? That ends up doing so much in the in the means of they are doing it out of... It's basically a passion project mm -hmm. for them. And so you you get a chance to really see what projects they are really, really excited about and are willing to invest time and money into, mm -hmm. like Violet Evergarden, like A Silent Voice. Mm -hmm. And obviously it worked. Like all of the all of the passion project Kyoto any animations that I've seen have been absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that they handpick their the the stories that they want to tell really makes sense because they are so good at storytelling that even if it was not the best story, they could make it super good mm -hmm. anyways. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. they are just absolute badasses. They are the aesthetic studio. That gets... Uh, it's just what it is. Like, everything about Kyoto Annie is, like, super aesthetic. The way their art style, their character designs is super aesthetic. Like, I... It's so weird because it's, like, it's really... I don't know how to explain it other than, like, really kind of cartoony. But... At the same time, it's like, look how, like, it feels really cartoony the way their character designs are. Like, especially in the face. Yeah. Although when you look at the full character model, you know, it's like really, you know, it's very human. -y. It's fantastic. But there's something about the way that they draw their faces, especially the eyes. It's very, it, feel, it feels very fantical, like, very fiction. But it's so pretty. It's so uh, super aesthetic the way they do it. I love it so damn much. And that's why uh, every single AMV editor nowadays, they do Kyoto Annie um, AMVs because it's like super fucking aesthetic. You know, as long, yeah. I mean, well, if they're doing like cutie ones, they're doing super edgy ones, and that's different. But, you know, it's, uh, there's there's a dichotomy of two different AMV editors in my head. There's a super quiet, wholesome side with super cute music and stuff. And there's the edge lords. Yeah. Good for y'all, um, but I, I I really love the character designs, and I'm super. I'm I'm. It's like, yeah. Even if it's like not necessarily the greatest story in the world, it's just so pretty to watch. Yeah. Like, uh, oh man, shout out, uh, uh, Hibiki Euphonia, Euphonium, Euphonium, not Euphoria. We're not gonna talk about that. Um, Hibiki Euphonium. Which is a band anime that I talked about, mm -hmm. which is by Kyoto Annie, and then mm -hmm. we got a season three that just got announced the uh, yesterday. 
I'm so excited. That's really exciting. That's so exciting, Zach. Oh, man. But yeah, Kiltani is just goaded. And I, ha- I have so many studios I love. And it's hard to pick my favorite because they're so good. Right. It's like picking your favorite. Uh, you have a top three flavor. You have a top three type of cookie, Zach. Yeah. You have to pick which one's the best. But they're winning by like the thinnest, thinnest margins, the thinnest pube hairs, Zach. That's what much they're winning by. Chocolate chip. Chocolate chip. The double stuff fudge. The sugar cookie. The sugar cookies with the little Hershey kisses on top of them? How uh, could you pick, Zach? How could you pick? I'll just eat them all at the same time. I'll sandwich the most of both worlds. You know, why not? Yeah. That's how I feel about my studios right now. Right. Because they're all so good and I love them. And they all have my favorite animes in them. And that's and, and so it's hard to pick. But I really want to say after watching Violet Evergarden, Kyoto Annie has to take the crown. They have to. They have to. There's no way that you don't. Um, but, oh man, but yeah, it's tough. And I, I think another thing that Kyoto Annie does very well is their sound design. Mm-hmm. Not only their sound design, but also the the way that they orchestrate their mm-hmm. animes. Because they don't make it blatantly obvious, but if you're listening for it, you will hear a lot of amb- uh, ambient sounds, a lot of, you know, just very, very small, minute details that you, you don't think about unless you're looking for it. But it ends up adding that texture where it feels like you're there mm-hmm. because you'll hear, you know, the horns of the taxi drivers who are yeah, just yeah. driving around. You'll hear birds chirping when you're in more of like a, a forested um, mm-hmm. environment. You it, it just ends up getting you so much more in, immersed into the story that they're telling. And they do such a fantastic job of doing it without it being so jarring that it ends up you know, like taking away from it. Right. What Silent Voice does, if I remember correctly, the OST does not have very much like classic anime, like slow piano type stuff. There might be, there's probably here and there, but what I found that stood out to me the most was their ambient sounds, which was like these kind of, maybe they were a piano, but it was like in reverse. It was like, it's hard to replicate, obviously. But there was this, this kind of like not synthy, but this, <clears throat> you know, the effect where it's like a, they're, I don't know, let's say I'm playing a piano, for example, just like a couple notes here and there, but they reverse it. Mm-hmm. So it has this, you know, that type of sound. Yeah. That's what a lot of the OST felt like to me. And what that did was like kind of indirectly put you in a space where you, you can kind of feel. Or you're more not focused too much on it, but it adds more tension subtly to anything that's happened. Because there's there's quite a bit of tension in this movie. A lot. A lot of tension, right? And it kind of like singled you to just really focus on everything. And then it, it gave you the ability to understand when things were high, when things were low. Mm-hmm. And it really subjected you to just like... Ooh, but also it kind of it's like there's a lot of elements that really put you in the shoes of I don't want to say like a deaf person, but the idea of it, I suppose the idea of mute, right? Or yeah. not necessarily mute, I suppose, but the idea of uh, some sort of hard of hearing in that idea where the the OST pl- just played ever so slightly a little bit more different. There's a lot of times where there was muffled sound, um, which is an indicated in indicative of a deaf person but it just kind of puts you 
into a, a more uh i guess just a, the the lazy word to say would just be to immerse you right yeah because like i said this isn't really targeted necessarily for a crowd that is uh, that understands deaf culture right um or or knows about it rather so it's more towards a mainstream uh, mainstream crowd which is which is a smarter play i would say yeah and the way that they went about introducing the idea of using sign language the mm -hmm. the idea of day-to-day -day life with the inability to hear basically and mm -hmm. the the way that they portrayed that idea was really really fascinating well you know they never really subtitled whenever nishimia would sign yeah ever I maybe like it will depend. I suppose it would depend on the circumstance, but just in general, especially in like basic conversation, they would never sign. They would never subtitle when she signed, and because you don't know what you, you don't know what, if you're Japanese and you're you're listening, you 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 don't you don't have subtitles. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So one of the things that they did, which I was really really happy with, is they use simcom. So basically, mm -hmm. you're signing and talking at the same time yes so they were able to make it so that you could understand what was going mm -hmm. on without them having to like narrate what they were saying or put in mm -hmm. subtitles or anything like that which and by the way is very hard to do when i sign i so when you <clears throat> when you when you do that you're supposed to s speak the actual sentence yeah. You don't say you don't like break it into what like you don't say what sign you're doing because it's in different order. You're like store I go. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you? <laughs> I I still struggle with that. Yeah. Especially now since I haven't signed in 6 years. Right. But I, even back then I struggled so hard to the point where I would barely I would barely lip sync at all. Yeah. Um just because it was so difficult for me. Um so it's a very difficult thing to do. So I'm it kind of, it was weird because it kind of uh i don't want to say it removed me because like that's way harder than it should be but i mean you know maybe it's also just <laughs> that you know Ishida was really learning really hard to be able to communicate because what happened was when he came when he uh when he was in high school and he went to see nishimia um he would he had been learning sign language himself mm -hmm. in order to kind of uh, uh apologize and you could and you could see that when they first meet and he starts signing and then she goes what you know i think they met at the place where ishida was getting his lessons from in sign language so what was interesting which i didn't pick up at first but i so i'm, I'm a little confused about it that this might be a little bit of a misdirection but it or miss maybe misinformation not enough information um again a whole ass manga into a movie what you're gonna do right oh, excuse me i it didn't really like it kind of seemed like he knew she was there except that encounter seemed to be the first time they encountered that's what i picked up that's how yeah. it seemed like because i wasn't sure if that's necessarily the facility where he learned sign language because if that's the case then ishimi would have already been there for a while um but it also seemed like he was familiar with it so i have no i'm not quite sure um but uh eh, you know it happened and it was very wholesome and i was like yes yes this is great Dude, this is this is really cool because a couple days after we watched this movie, we're kind of bouncing around a little bit. Mm -hmm. Apologies for that, but let's just break down the movie one by one, Zach, bit by bit. 
one frame at a time. <laughs> ten, uh, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. So a couple days after we watched this movie, I went and visited the high school and I went to go hang out with the band director because he didn't have any classes. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, he didn't have any classes. And so I went over there and I was just kind of chumming up with him, just shooting the shit, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then our ASL teacher told me that she had a, a little bit of free time near the end of the day. And so I got to go see her. Awesome. And something that's really cool that I didn't know about is they hired a deaf ASL teacher. They did. Uh, Vanessa told me this, uh, my coworker and good friend. She told me that and I was like, oh, interesting. That is going to be hardcore. <laughs> yeah. And so I think the coolest part was that the I don't I don't remember if I got her permission to name drop her on the podcast but the teacher that you and i had the asl teacher that you and i had uh she was kind of interpreting the conversation you did um i did yeah i remember because back when like the first episodes when i censored names and then i didn't censor kiri's name oh okay yeah so kiri our old asl teacher uh she was kind of interpreting the conversation because i was with one of my buddies who didn't know sign language Mm -hmm. and he was just one of my friends from like the music program and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And so she was interpreting what he was saying. And then I just started chatting with the the new ASL teacher who was deaf. Mm-hmm. And Kiri looked so proud because she was just like, <laughs> she she looked so happy. And I'm I'm really fortunate because I've had a lot of different opportunities to be able to be involved in deaf culture, to be able to practice signing more. Mm-hmm. And to be able to kind of learn as much as I can while I'm not in school because I have friends that are interpreters. I have, you know, I have deaf friends. Mm -hmm. I have deaf people come into work and everything like that. And so I'm able to kind of at least flex the muscles every once in a while Mm -hmm. uh, so that I've been able to retain a good little bit of it. And so it was really crazy just kind of seeing how fast I just like switched into it. Because I had taken it for three years and then, you know, that was five years ago. Right. So. Yes. I, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm ashamed to admit that I forgot a lot, but it's hard, right? Because, you know, I haven't done it in six years and you don't do something for six years. You know, <laughs> it kind of happens, right? What are you going to do? You're not no longer going to be a goat. I wasn't even the goat to begin with. I was I was struggling hella, but <laughs> uh, I mean, I th- I think you held your own. I think I did. I, I did hold my own. And that's the best way you can describe it. <laughs> but no, but I enjoyed it. Obviously, it was a lot of fun. Right. And I enjoyed the culture and I enjoyed learning about it. But man, I, I, I encounter a tangent, I know, but I, there's so many times where I would have to sign at work because I'm, I deal with a deaf customer and I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right. And it's very simple mm-hmm. because, you know, we're going to bubble tea place. We have uh, letters and numbers to order. So it's just like, a you know, uh, number one, you know, with a, you know, something like that. Right. Yeah. Simple. Very simple. Very simple. Um so I, but I, 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 I try, but I, I know okay, there was one time and this is not indicative of, of what happens. I'm pretty sure, um, they're, they're all very nice. But one time, uh, I was signing, right. And I was trying my best and I, I can't remember what I did. I don't even remember what, what was wrong, but I, I, obviously I signed something wrong because I watched them go back and go back to their deaf friends. And then just was like, oh, he signed wrong. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> 
dick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's really interesting when when you have to use it mm-hmm. because if you have a choice to either use it or not, you're probably not going to. Mm-hmm. So when you're in a situation where that is the only line of communication between you and somebody else. It's not that it's more pressure, but it almost seems like you put a little bit more effort into it yes. because the the way for you to be able to come to a mutual understanding is if I explain things in a way that makes sense to you mm-hmm. who cannot have me sit there and, and whisper into your ear I wanted a bubble tea <laughs> with mango jellies. You know, that that's not something that you can right. do. And so the obligation to be very, I guess the best way to put it would be tactful mm-hmm. with the, the, the phrasing that you use, the wordage that you use, the signs that you use, everything like that. Oh, yeah. I have to I have to claw and scratch and scratch and claw at everything, every single thing I have. Yeah. To get it to get it out. And it, and it works, you know. And nine, nine out of ten times it's fine. Right. Um, but usually what happens is they would have it on their phone already because they're used to it. Have it on their phone. And then I'll sign if I need to know any extra information, basically. And that's usually how it goes. And it works out. But it's fine. Um, but that's why, you know, something like a silent voice. See, this is happening. My my I'm starting to get nasally again. Because that's what happens when I just wake up. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> this is a great show we're doing, Zach. <laughs> Did I mention that we're recording? Dude, we're recording. We're recording. We're live. Don't worry. I'll edit that out. I won't edit that out. Um, Probably not. But what? But so, what's something that's interesting about Silent Voice is that while it had its wholesome moments, the main point of it was. Uh, uh, the sense of guilt, right? Yeah. Because the whole reason behind Ishida wanted to wanting to talk to Nishimiya again is because you know he bullied her all throughout school to the point where she had a transfer, you mm-hmm. know. And you saw these moments. Spoiler war- warning, you know. Of course, you know we're getting, kind of getting into that area. Um, we we got to see like you know how he immediately felt the the consequences of his actions even as a child. Mm-hmm. Right. He would bully her all the time and all the time and all the time. And then all of a sudden, you know, he because he was a leader of the pack, he started to he, he got his he got his backstabbed by his own friends. Right. Right. Um, and, and they were calling and they were they were calling him out. And, you know, uh, they were saying, oh, yeah, I he's the one, you know, Ishida is the one who bullied her. And I, I didn't really do much. I didn't say much. I would never say that to her. It was you who did it, you know, and he kind of got he kind of. uh I suppose counterbullied, but it was really it, it you know something along those lines, right? Um, like the Uno reverse card, Uno basically. reverse card, yeah. Like, but it was it was tough because I was like, it was his own friends, you know, who was also they were part of it, but it was it, they were so subtly part of it too. So it was really tough to kind of accept. But this whole sequence, right, of him bullying her for like in the beginning of the movie is so long. Dude, that made me like visibly uncomfortable. Yes. That that, that was entire- the point of it. The point of it was to make you so uncomfortable because you're watching this go down. You're watching a bunch of kids bully this deaf girl for like 10 20 minutes. And you're like, "Dude, what the I'm about to start I'm about to start swinging." Yeah. Dude, I I feel like during 
as we were watching the movie, mm-hmm. I I was even telling you, I was like, bro, this is so fucked up. I know. Like, yeah. The the entire time that we were watching that sequence from school, it was like, bro, if I ever saw that happen, I would throw fucking hands. Like I would start <laughs> swinging on people because like <sighs> well, you have to remember, Zach, these are kids. Yeah, but kids they are don't fucking know. assholes. They are assholes, but you'd be a kid too. You don't know. You don't have enough life experience to understand. You don't know yet. They're elementary schoolers, Zach. They don't know anything. That's the pro- that's and that's that was the biggest like after watching this another time and 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 understanding more now. I get it, you know. I mean, obviously, it's like oh, they're kids. They'll just bully. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that they don't know. They don't understand. And what was the problem was that dumbass teacher who didn't do shit. Yeah. Fuck you, fucking miscellaneous teacher. teacher. Fuck yeah. you, bitch. And in the end, he it, it sounded like he was trying to get some retribution because um, when um, I would assume the principal, I suppose, came in and said that Ishimiya had to transfer schools because there was bullying going on. And the teacher was like, we all know it was you, Ishida. If we all knew it was him, if you knew it was him, then you should have fucking said something as a teacher of an elementary school. You know, yeah, you know, seeing that happen and also having had like experience in that regard when it comes to like being bullied and it just like unanimously known who was involved. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, that that was one of those moments where I was like on the brink of man tears you know mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. just it just felt so i felt so yucky yeah like even watching it i just felt gross because it was almost like watching a car wreck mm-hmm. like you can't look away but you know that you should mm-hmm. you know i i even had a moment where i had to like put my head down and i was like i was sitting i was sitting there thinking i don't know how much more of this i could watch because it was Mm -hmm. just making me so sad yeah i know it it just yeah things kept happening right and there was a there dude what the fuck dude it's 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 it's... but yeah the question then arises you know is he deserving of her forgiveness right and that was kind of like the big play that love you you know Love her or hate her, most of us hate her, Ueno, which was the black haired girl. That's kind of the 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 chaos the wrench that was thrown into the plot, you know, mm-hmm. that was trying to force Ishida to kind of come to senses on that, right? So love her or hate her, that was her that was her uh her character role. Right? First of all, fuck that bitch. Yes, fuck her, of course. We all hate that bitch. <laughs> but you know, and she looks way too pretty. I can't believe they would make her do that. But that was her point. Yeah, that was her. Or that was her role in the plot was to say, "Is this? Are you just doing this for yourself? You know, mm-hmm. what are you trying to? What? What are you? You know, after everything that you've done, is you know, it's a good. What you're trying to do is, I suppose, is is a good thing. You know, to seek forgiveness. And you know, one could ar- argue that he was able to do that, even like midway through, even. Um, but what was it for? Was it just to say? You know, was it to uh, kind of erase the past? I suppose. Mm-hmm. You know rather than uh, accept the past, right? Yeah. Because it happened, and it was a bad thing. Right. And it's, you know, can you just forget that it happened, you know, when, especially, you know, when the other sequence, with uh, 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 her sister, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Nishima's yeah. younger sister, who would have to see her come home every time, you know, um, you know, 
bull, you know, bullied, wanting to die and stuff like that, right? All these, these tough things, and 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 that and that's what the sister wanted to uh, to get at too. The same role, right? Mm-hmm. Are you just doing this for yourself? What are you trying to get at? You know, right? And one of my favorite things is they really drove home the the duality between wanting to do it for yourself and wanting to do it for other for the other person who's involved mm-hmm. and they did such a fantastic job of showing the the way that ishida was just eaten up eaten away at by this guilt and yeah. once he had learned how horrible the things that he had done were you know he actually felt guilty for it and mm-hmm. he wanted to make up for it and so it, it, you're kind of walking that fine line where you're watching the main antagonist become one of the main protagonists mm-hmm. and watching them grow and develop as they've gotten older but also at the same time he was a little asshole when he was a kid mm-hmm. and i mean you know time heals all wounds as the adage says uh, says says as they says as they says but was he worthy of being forgiven that was kind of like what was i think a lot of us a lot of a lot of us as viewers already wanted to forgive him especially midway through like i said and i think a lot of us understood that he wanted or that that he suffered this skill for a very long time Mm -hmm. the problem then becomes how do i how do how do i how do i solidify that as evidence Right to the people around me to show that I have changed. I do mean well. How do I prove that? Is it to just be friends with Nishimi again, the girl that I bullied? Mm-hmm. So am I just using her to prove that I can get along with everybody else again? Right. That I belong with everybody else again? Right. By using her? I love how you're gesturing like she's like itty bitty. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's she's a, very precious. <laughs> but that is a good point though. Like are you are you just using this person as a a way to kind of tell other people like see I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. This person that I bullied for for you know months and months on end mm-hmm. to the extent of where she wanted to go to a different school because her parents couldn't afford the hearing aids that I kept throwing away. Mm-hmm. You know, like, is it that or is it the fact that he has become a different person and he wants to make up for for the horrible things that he's done? Mm -hmm. And so that that idea of the morality and the intent behind the things Mm -hmm. that he was doing, I think that that was a really interesting balance that they had because it was kind of juggling between the Uh two. Well, that's why Ueno, lover or hater... That's why her par- her character was so powerful. Mm-hmm. That's why I love characters like her. I mean, I don't like her, but her character. <laughs> she's a little bitch, but her character. Oh shit! Know. Why? Uh, what was the name of uh, the older sister in Origami? Oh, uh, Haruna. Yeah, it's the it's no, the it's same she, type of idea, except different because she's a queen, <laughs> and we she love is her. A queen, yeah. But she, but she kind, but yeah. In her, they were kind of like they played the same role. Yeah, just very different sides of the spectrum, right? Where yeah, she kept throwing chaos, but it was for purpose, right? It was for a meaning. Mm-hmm. It was that I want to, I want you to understand what I want you to look at the bigger picture of what the hell you're trying to do. Yeah, that was the rule, and you know, it's a classic story writing, Zach. You hate this bitch Ueno because they wrote her really well. Yeah, 
she is so she's you know you're like oh my god oh gender equality is bitch so fucking hard oh my god oh man she's done for <laughs> right here on the street she's done for oh i'm sorry that was perfect <laughs> Like that's you know you I you know that's the entire time, but yeah. that's good. They they wanted that they wanted that reaction. They Where, created that character. They created perfectly. that character so that every time Ishida or Nishimiya or something like that character development would happen, they were going good. But then she pops up and reminds every and reminds you of uh, reminds Ishida of his past of what happened, the consequences. And remind and reminds him that you can't just erase the past. Right. That was the point. You know, the the duality between uh what was her name? Yuno? Yuno. Uh Ueno? Ueno. We were looking Uen no. Yeah. Okay. Oh uh you 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 know uh you a bitch you you are you a bitch okay i i think it'd be funny if under her name it just said supporting bitchy character supporting bitch supporting bitch yeah but she ended up not only serving the purpose of showing or really trying to iron out uh, Ishida's intentions behind what he was doing, mm-hmm. but also it showed what would have happened to him if he had not gone on the path of improvement mm-hmm. and growth. Because uh, Ueno, you, Ueno, Ueno, whichever, I, I just can't, whichever, whichever. I I just can't get Ooh. over. I bet. I know she she kind of represented like what would have happened to to Ishida if he hadn't had tried to change Mm -hmm. and hadn't tried to grow and mature she was an immature bitch (laughs) but you know that that idea of if you wouldn't have done the things that you were trying to do right now this is where you probably would have been and she was just a bitchy asshole character Mm -hmm. And it was written so well because I just wanted to punch her in the mouth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, because she beat up a deaf girl for no reason mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, like almost an adult. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you. Yeah. And she was like, what are you going to do? Apologize to me some more? And I just wanted to, f- I wanted to throw a chair at this girl. <laughs> like I was sitting in, I was sitting in my office chair and in, in my kind of gaming setup mm-hmm. and I was just sitting there watching and I wanted to get up and throw my fucking chair at my monitor. <laughs> like I was so mad just for the sheer fact that Uno, Uno, she was just such a bitch Mm -hmm. and for no good reason just because she was like a shitty person Mm -hmm. and it just kind of made me angry yes it made me very 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 angry Mm -hmm. i don't know why i said angry because i I say i say angry a lot yeah it's happening zach oh god angry but you're rightfully angry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you're rightfully angry but that's why her character was great 
Oh, it, it was need, it was written beautifully. It, need, it needed to be it needed to be there, you know? Because it's not like some it has to be a hurdle that he has to jump over. It's not just some, yeah, let's we're going to make friends and this is going to be great. Easy peasy. This is a, this is a, this is just a straight straight road, downhill slope. We're just going to walk down it. It's going to be chill. But it's not. It can't be. It's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. He can't Ishida can't be forgiven so easily basically, right? Yeah. It can't. That's not a, that's not, that that can't be that then then what that what then what's the message? I did bad things in the past, but I'm just going to, you know, forget about it and we'll move on. Right. My fault. And I think the fact that we all unanimously hate Ueno is a perfect example of how beautifully she was written as a character. Mm -hmm. Because if you can have such a visceral reaction to a character to the point to where you fucking hate them mm -hmm. with every ounce of your being, that character was written amazingly. Mm -hmm. And her purpose as a character, like you had said previously, was to kind of throw a monkey wrench in, into everything that was going on because everything seemed all hanky-dory and mm -hmm. happy and, you know, oh, we're going to be the best of friends and everything's going to be great and you are okay with the fact that I used to be a horrible person and now I'm better. Boom. This is the reality of the situation. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what you were doing to this poor girl with every intention on it being hurtful. Mm -hmm. And also, this is I I am an embodiment of the type of person that you would have become if you would have kept doing shit like that. Mm -hmm. You know, and and that was such a perfect representation of what i would have imagined her to grow up to be if she was going to be a little shithead mm -hmm. which she was and so that was such a important such an important part of her character and such an important part of the plot as well because he was willing to lose friends over this mm -hmm. you know like he was he was willing to change the course of his life forever just because he felt this moral and like this moral obligation to try to make not only make up from his past but grow from mm -hmm. his past. Well, you can't do something bad, go to a different country, change your name, right, and pretend like it never happened. That guilt's going to eat you, right. And also, you'll end up in like federal prison or something, <laughs> right? Yes, because you'll get found out. But that, yeah. I mean, maybe you didn't. I don't know. Maybe you didn't do anything necessarily that bad. She's just, I don't know, just something kind of yucky. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Moved to a different city. I, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because I, I've i ended up going down like a true crime rabbit hole where I've just Ooh. watched a bunch of stuff about true crime right. stiff. And I've seen cases of people who would change their name, move to another country, and then eventually... The word would spread and then they would find out, oh, this is the dude bromance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if if your conscience wasn't killing you, then it it would have it would have happened. And once people found out that Ishida had been bullying uh, uh, Nishima, mm -hmm. uh, Nishimiya. I am so bad with names okay. in general, but when they're in a different language, it yeah, it's it harder. harder. It's all good. Um, but, you know. It. I lost my chain of thought. 
because I was watching you play with true crime, true crimes. So once people found out that Ishida uh, was bullying uh, Nishimiya and people were like, wow, how could you? You're a horrible person. Mm -hmm. And all he was trying to do was not let that be the definition of who he was anymore. Mm -hmm. And you know, there was that whole scene where there was an entire group of people who were around him who mm -hmm. were just walking away from him. Yeah. Because they had, you know, the beans had been spilled. And, you know, that was kind of the moment where the gravity of the situation hit you, where mm -hmm. it was like, oh, yeah, you know, I kind of forgot that he used to be a shitty person. Right, right. Because he had grown so much and his character had become so different from when we had first seen him in the movie. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it just, it, it's kind uh, of the thing where, you know, so <clears throat> the best friend character, Zach, yep. um, Nagatsuka. Yep. So what was fascinating about this character was not only how goofy he was, but also how he kind of played the role of, okay. So there's this kind of idea where Ishida blocks off everybody in his life and there's X's all over everyone's heads. I completely forgot that that was a thing until you mentioned it. Right. So he blocks everybody out of his life that he or that that or or he chooses who he wants to block people out of his life. Obviously, like his uh, his family and stuff aren't X'd out, I suppose. Right. Yeah. And that was kind of the uh, symbolism, the motif, motif, yeah. motif behind that metaphor of that symbolism all those three things mean the same thing under this context use them all anyways and he nagatsuka nagatsuka i don't know how where the implication is was the first one to drop the x <clears throat> yeah because he was kind of in a similar boat kind of no friends not necessarily ostracized but no friends you know and he had helped him with uh what was it his bike being stolen mm -hmm. right and it was a simple act, but it was an act that meant a lot to him. And they became friends. And it was great, right? What was fascinating about this character in general was that he didn't know his past at all. And even coming to know it, he still did his best to forgive Ishida. But what that ended up being, or what that ended up doing, was that he became a character kind of like us, where he we don't know, the, we kind of just forget about the past. Don't worry about the past. It never happened. You're a good person now. But the past still happened. Mm -hmm. You know? You can be a good person now. He is a good person now. Ishida is a good person now. And that's what Nagatsuka was. He was a character who, does, who doesn't know the past. And he meant every single goodwill and understood every, every single good thing that Ishida was able to accomplish after the fact. Right. But he still didn't know what happened before. And he cannot have that context. Uh, he doesn't have that context to color his, color his uh, impression of Ishida. That's who that character was. Right. Very fascinating. It was, it was very fascinating to see how everything just kind of came to a head. Mm -hmm. You know, Ishida was making progress, making progress. And, and then there were, the tensions were kind of rising a little bit. You may not have even noticed it. You know, it was just kind of going up and up and up and mm -hmm. up and up and up and up. And then everything came crashing down all at once. Mm -hmm. 
And then that was kind of that make or break moment where it was like, it's either you forgive me or you don't, Mm -hmm. you know? And for the people who didn't know who had seen how much he had grown without that context, like Mm -hmm. you were saying, you know, that just absolutely like decimated everything. Mm -hmm. And then even the, like, um, you know, it, it was just a very, very interesting scene to watch because mm-hmm. I felt bad for him, you know, like I, I felt bad that he had tried so hard to put something behind him to the extent of him going and learning another language and and seeking out the forgiveness of of the person that he had bullied. And then all of these people who were outside of that you know, they were the people who were the most affected by it by that point. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that was definitely a very interesting thing to watch just as a spectator, you know, because we knew everything. Yes. And we knew subconsciously or not that something, something like that was going to happen, you know, like Mm -hmm. something there i didn't i didn't think that he was going to be able to keep that secret for long right you i don't know? think anybody did but uh, you know and anybody who's watched a movie or two knows that yeah that's not going to last forever everybody's going to find out at some point right right that's just going to be how the, the 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 cat's going to be out the bag he did this bad thing the way they did it i'm i'm sure this is a sense of we're reaching the end of the movie we're running out of time mm-hmm. and we have to cover a lot of the manga like right now was um what was her name? The blonde hair with the with the glasses, right? Um, it's not immediately here. Let's see, because I would like to get this right. Uh, here we go. Uh, Kawaii. <clears throat> so it was it was very random. Like they were at the front door, or they were at the door of the classroom, and then she just kind of got emotional uh, because. What was it? He thought, oh, he thought, or she thought that Ishida was trying to, um, oh, fuck. I can't even remember. Cause that's how weird it was. That's how random it was. Um, what that, I, I think it was that he was trying, she thought that he was trying to, uh, leverage her or something like that. I don't know. Um, but then it, it came to it be found out that, uh, I think Ueno was telling Koi to, forgive Ishida and that's why she opened up to him yeah I believe that's what went down um but at the at that door of the classroom she just kind of got emotional and offended for uh like really easily and then started just yelling that guys can you believe this he Ishida used to bully a girl you know and I was like all right come on now that was yeah kinda, that was kind of fucked come on you didn't have to do that like fuck you dude what you didn't have to do that come on now why why you gotta do my boy dirty I know, like right? that? <laughs> I understand. Yeah, it was probably definitely a case of just like, ah oh, shit, we're kinda we're all like two we're like an hour and a half now, you know? You know, and, and but so that ended up what ostracizing everybody again. And then he would kind of pull himself to keep hanging out with Nishimiya and their and her side more with uh, uh Nishimiya and uh, Yuzuru, which was her sister. Hanging out more and more and more, um getting to get, get accustomed with uh their mom again it was cool it was great you know but mm-hmm. um what nishimiya ended up understanding was that he was showing up way too often 
why well, he uh, you know he is he he is the boy that I love but this is a bit different this is a bit odd and what she came to conclude was that it was because of her existence he is being ostracized and that is why the sequence happened where she wanted to if she had disappeared then he can go back to living the way he would uh, he would if she hadn't came in the first place and thus the sequence of when she uh, went to jump off the balcony right oh wow i forgot that that fucking scene existed too mm-hmm. because because like i like i had said before that guy is motorcycle cool. that nobody heard yeah <laughs> you you didn't hear a motorcycle went by there like i said in the beginning so many things happened that I kind of forgot about a lot of the stuff like her yes. jumping off the balcony. I forgot that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And then that goes into the conversation of like mental health struggles mm-hmm. and everything like that. And I feel like we could have an entire two long, a two hour long conversation about that in and of itself. Right. Because you know me. That that's something that, you know, I unfortunately am very knowledgeable about. Mm-hmm. And so that that is something that i have a lot of opinions about and you know it it, 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 that that could just be an entire podcast episode it wouldn't be a very happy podcast Mm -hmm. episode but i i feel like that's something that we could sit down and talk about forever Mm -hmm. but to get to, to just kind of um i guess paraphrase the the two hour long conversation that that this would lead to you know the the fact that she felt like she was a burden was really 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 saddening to to watch mm-hmm. because all she was trying to do was live her life and then all of these problems were coming up and and coming to a head as a result of that mm-hmm. and she was trying to forgive Ishida because she knew i i feel like she knew that he was a good person yeah and so well she she in when they were younger she kept wanting to be friends with him right she had no problems, right? With like, uh, I mean, I'm sure she had problems with the way she, they, with the way they all he acted towards her. But in general, she was a kind person, and we obviously saw that. Mm-hmm. And immediately, she knew the intention that Ishida was looking for, whether he knew the intention or not. Right, right. And that that was kind of the hardest part is that she just wanted to forgive him, and yep. you. <sighs> That just made me really, really mm-hmm. sad to see how much she was affected by everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I can't believe that she thought that it was her fault. And I mean, I can understand being in, in that moment mm-hmm. and being like, all of these things have happened to someone who I really care about and someone who I love mm-hmm. because of me. But I guess the the context of... Ishida's goal to kind of get her to forgive him and to not necessarily clear his name, but become the person who he was supposed to be, you know, throughout the course of the movie. Like that context wasn't there in that moment. Mm -hmm. And the fact like I feel like I audibly gasped when that happened. Mm hmm. And, you know, the fact that Ishida was in the hospital and, you know, all of those, all of the things that were happening while he was in the hospital. 
it was it was just a mess like you know mm-hmm. we had this whole intervention type thing where everyone in the group found out about Ishida's past and then uh Nishimiya she ended up going down a pit and then Ishida saved her and then he ended up in the hospital mm-hmm. and then you know all of these things started happening at the at, in the last like 20 minutes of the movie it was mm-hmm. like snowballing to to the point to where you know they could finally become friends again or they could finally become friends and like right. all of this yeah, stuff and finally and, resolved but yeah the, the there was a lot happening yeah there was a lot happening if i had to say if i had to sum it up zach and this is what i had told you um after we watched the movie was that although <clears throat> bear with me here although in the beginning of the movie right where that it had that title card right where it's like a rated whatever it was i can't remember uh pg-13 nice <laughs> great 13 year old movie it was by the way although i was 16 <clears throat> you know i had like a uh, fear and de- i think depression and suicide right mm-hmm. something along those lines so those netflix tags or whatever what was fascinating zach was that suicide you know obviously you would think that's that's gonna be the big one in it right mm-hmm. that's gonna be pretty that's gonna be a pretty big one but it wasn't what was was the everything surrounding it the guilt and the result and the consequences what happens when something like this happens? That's what was the important part to me. Because I am not someone who experiences that personally. Right. I have not. So for me, this is an example of how how this exactly how I would imagine it would go down if this is the course of action that someone would choose. Chaos happens. Pointing fingers at each other. Pointing fingers at our own friends. At each other. You know, this is what would happen. Things would start to fall apart. Things would start to break. You know, whose fault is it? Is it my fault? I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have said this. And these are the type of things that that you kind of look over when you're in. I would when you're in that mindset. Um, the result, because when he uh, when he had saved Nishimiya, uh, he had fallen off the balcony himself into water. But at a very, I'm sorry, life is not like Minecraft. You're going to die if you land straight into water from like, like, twenty stories, right? You know. Well, I guess he didn't die, but took quite a hit, didn't he? And I, I assume he wouldn't do a coma for probably a week or a couple of weeks or so, right? Um, that if he went into a coma for let's say two weeks, that's a long two weeks. For everybody involved. Mm-hmm. It's a very long two weeks. You know? I mean, except for him, because I'm sure that it was... Probably- oh, I'm sure he just wo- went... Closed his eyes, woke up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but for everybody else, right? And you're talking about... Yeah, that uh, that sequence where that's when Ueno started, like, beating up Mishimia. Because she was angry. I'm sorry, that was the wrong time to use that word. <laughs> But but you're like, why? What what that was some dumb shit. It was some dumb shit. But nobody is thinking right now. Everybody's every nobody knows how they feel. They're upset. They're pointing fingers. You did this. I did this. You know? And that's why she was so upset. And then and then her mom comes in and starts beating her up, <laughs> which is kind of, you know, uh, kind of funny. But uh, you know, cause she was mad, and then and then Isha's mom comes to break it up, and it's like this whole secret, what is happening? What is ha- what is happening is a bunch of people that are confused. 
They don't know how to feel. Yoshimiya feels like it's her fault. Ueno is upset because she doesn't know where to where to project her anger. Nishimiya's mom is upset because she needs to protect Nishimiya, but she doesn't know where she lies because she hated this kid at right. a certain point in time. And her mom comes in as like this this layer of like this 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 kind of like I don't uh, 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 Ishii's mom that is comes in as this this kind of uh, how do I say it this uh, character that holds so much of the story. But she, as a supporting role, hasn't really done much. Right. But she has definitely a lot to build in. I mean, in the beginning, right? When Ishida was doing all the things, they're saying all the hearing aids were expensive. Ishida, or Ishida's mom got mad, had him come with her to apologize to Ishimiya and her mom. And then they backed off for a bit. And they came back and saw that uh, her, his mom had gotten a little bloodied up because he had ripped her earring out. To help pay for uh, the the hearing aids, as well as going to the bank, and Ishida saw this, saw her her mom take out a massive bank loan of some sort, or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of money, a big lot of money. I think it was like over a million yen, probably something along those lines. I think it was. I don't think it was quite that much, but it was a lot of money, right? Especially for someone who, and, and uh, I could imagine, probably was a uh, 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 in a uh, not not making a lot of money in that household, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like, fuck, dude. And in the end, there was a sequence where Yuzu, uh, which was uh, the younger sister of Nishimiya, was bowing her head down for, for forgiveness, which is something, a uh, dogeza, which is something that you do in, uh, in Japanese culture. Um, kind of uh, uh, prostating yourself, as you will. Mm -hmm. bit head down asking for forgiveness or whatever um, right. and their mom did it too and then Ishida's mom is just in this moment of like you know don't do this you know we don't need you know come on now guys but it's weird because she endured so much but she's remaining as level headed as possible her own son is in the hospital right now and she's like this strong woman is just like you know Every, strong independent strong woman. independent woman she knows she's like if everything is gonna be okay it's all good everybody relax but she's you know i'm sure she's hurting internally mm -hmm. one of my favorite characters of all time are mothers or those who play a mature uh a mature character to the young to a younger uh to uh to a younger i was gonna say cast not necessarily cast but uh the the to the younger characters like one of my favorite characters from my favorite anime uh, uh, uh march comes in like a lion you hear about all the time is akari um, which she's like this older sister who has to play like this mom character um, at a very young age. <clears throat> and also, um, Sanai, I think is her name, the mom in Clanad, which you're going to find out soon. And she is one of my favorite characters of all time. Um, just sim And she doesn't show up very often. And when she does, it's very funny. But there, she plays this really important, she does a very important thing near the end, which I'm obviously not going to say. But I was like, oh, man. And that is one of my favorite moments in the show. One of my top moments in the show. Happy or sad. It's up there. Because I'm like... I want to go... I wanna, I'm going to scream, Zach. Ah! Thank you for not doing that into the microphone. Of course. But hopefully the compression would have knocked it down. 
probably wouldn't have. But that's what that character... That, <laughs> that wouldn't have happened in my ears, though. You know, <laughs> that's like a question in the ears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Post-processing is a wonderful thing for you guys, but yes. it is definitely not a uh, fun time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. here in the studio. Yes. Anywho. Anywho. But that's what that character was. And that's why... That's, that's like... Man... But that's what I'm, uh, that was a very long-winded explanation. Just kind of just go with like, nobody knows what the hell to think right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm upset. I don't know if I'm sad. But this is all in the context of, or uh, all, uh, this is all because of what happened. Right. It's consequences. Result, guilt. And that was kind of a nod to the very beginning. Guilt. From Ishida. Now it's yeah. guilt from everybody else. Pointing fingers, pointing fingers. But is it my fault that this happened? Everybody had a slice of the cake of this happening. Right. So who's who's the biggest at fault here? There is no answer to that. But luckily, towards the end, uh, they were able to kind of figure it out. And that's good. And although Ueno was who she was, you know, she played still... A character that could be forgiven. Right. At least by Nishimiya. Maybe not by the audience necessarily. But after I watched it a second time, you start to think, she is a bitchy character. So she's going to be a bitchy character. You got to remember that these are still kids. These are still high schoolers. You know, looking at it with that context, it's kind of hard for me to be upset with her because of the type of person that I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I wasn't like the worst but also at the same time, my moral compass definitely was not where it should have been. Mm-hmm. And we y- talked about this before in Japanese schools, it's even fucking worse. Yeah. People are fucking assholes. Not necessarily assholes, but this idea of singling a, singling a person out and ostracizing. Mm-hmm. It is a real thing. That, at least, you know, uh, that uh, that is a real thing. And it's tough. Right. But towards the end, you could tell that she cared. Right. Because she signed Baka to her. So she had to learn that. Yeah. To sign Baka. I think she did this. I think I think was it, it was a, did they BK. do a BK? Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was an H, which confused me, but maybe it was a B. I can't remember. Baka. It would make more sense if it was a B. But I mean they have different, you know. But you know that that is meant, Japanese that meant some, is yeah. Japanese sign language similar to American sign language. I mean, they have their own differences. I mean, well, this, was, I this th- is this was friend. Yeah, when friends like this, right? Yeah. Damn it! I I missed when you signed it because I switched over to me and I was. Gonna oh, say this they said they signed yeah. this as friend, like you, me, friends. Yeah. But I think this is friend in ASL, right? Yeah. Um, it's a little different, and it's like a. If there were, if you were to do, um, I cannot remember. If you were to do like younger sister, it's the same, co- same context, higher or lower, right? If you were to do a younger sister, what would sister be again? Um. So I don't remember. Yeah. <sighs> well, it's, there. Uh, you're gonna have. Sorry, audio listeners. <laughs> um, uh, basically, if you have your head, I would hope you do. I would hope that's how are you doing to listen to this podcast. If not, I don't know how. You would have your head and you section it off by half. Top head, bottom head. Top head would be if you were to do like a brother sign or a sister sign. I don't remember what they are. It would mean older. Below the head would be younger. 
Right. So it's interesting. Sorry. Because um, I'm pretty sure in American Sign Language, it's a, it's a similar like line. Yeah. But top is boy, bottom is girl. So sister and then brother. That's what it is, right. Um, And then uh, like a female cousin and then a male cousin. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And but so, if you were to signify younger, though, I don't, uh, uh, younger, maybe I can't remember either. I mean, I if if you don't know, hell, I would know. <laughs> so what I guess they, what they would do is they would. Uh, so in in Japanese, I cannot remember if it's similar, but the, yeah, they had that for that. So I think I mean I could be wrong. Maybe I, I this is what I thought. So this is this would be I, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. This, the this, the finger spell for I. And she kind of did this motion. Yeah. Like Which, like a downward type of thing. But it's funny because this is shrimp in, in language. <laughs> in well, I, and their younger sister means imoto. So it would be like this. So I was like, oh, look at that. That's that's fascinating. You know. But they have different they have a lot of they do have a lot of different things. And it's like it's as as we didn't know ASL, right? But I feel like, you know, both of us were subconsciously trying to figure out what they were what they were signing every time. You know? It was weird. It was very weird because it's like you know, but you don't know. It's like someone speaking with like a super strong dialect. It's like someone who's like a diehard Aussie coming, yeah. coming over. We're speaking the same language, but what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> what the hell are you saying? You know, it's kind of like that yeah. in a way. So, uh, but, but, but yeah, it, it, I just really love the fact that he did it in the subtitle. I thought that was, is this just perfect? Because no fucking shit, we wouldn't be able to, to know what they're saying because the general audience doesn't either. That's the point. You don't have subtitles in real life. <laughs> and also, I think that that was a really good representation of the communication barrier as yes. well. Because they were able to really, really show how difficult it was for Nishimiya to communicate with anybody. Mm-hmm. And that was fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Because we learned about it a lot when we were learning and studying about deaf culture. You know, there there's that, that sense of uh, like being ostracized because you can't communicate with mm-hmm. anybody and it just turns into this really really interesting conversation and i love the way that they the the way in which they address that mm-hmm. which, but you know how many like hollywood style movies or tv shows where they would sign and they would show the subtitles of what they're signing yeah why would you do that you just defeated the purpose why didn't you just cast a normal speaking uh someone who can who isn't deaf Right. Instead, right? right? Why did you cast someone who was deaf? What was the point? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you go through that trouble? Right. And and um I think the the voice actress for Nishimiya did a pretty good job with her voice. Yes. Because it she definitely had to have a lot of references a lot of learn a lot of, like she had to have, like because you can't just like because when you're deaf they do you know they, they don't they can't hear themselves zach you can't hear yourself it's kind of hard to speak zach right, right. um Hayumi, fantastic zach, say you by the way right fantastic you love her it's it's basically like the equivalent of me trying to talk and trying to communicate with no uh, if if this was like 
super super noise cancelly i turned off the audio in my headphones see, yeah. and so you could only hear like the reverberations going on in your head and so it's a very interesting idea to just kind of mm-hmm. hear that vocalized and i've heard it before because i've been around right. a lot of deaf people luck like very very fortunately mm-hmm. uh i've i've had the opportunity to do that but yes but even then you grew up being able to speak and be able to know how you sound you need to train your throat and your mouth to make sounds they don't know what that is. So they do that, you know, the throat training and stuff, right? Yeah. And the and the mouth and stuff to kind of replicate what it would sound like, the feeling of what it would sound like. But you don't but you don't have a final result. You just say you just have someone say, that was pretty good. Yeah. Was it like like or, I mean, I'm sure it was great. But is it like, you know, right. Native uh, non-deaf person flu- good, you know? Right. That's the hard part. How are you ever going to know? You know, it's really interesting because one of the volunteers at the uh, shelter that I work at, she is deaf and she has cochlear implants Mm -hmm. and she was never taught sign language. Mm. And so that ends up going into a whole nother debate that you and I have talked about extensively when we were in high school. Mm -hmm, Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, the, the idea that people would be willing to get their children cochlear implants and then never teach them sign language and force them to speak. Mm-hmm. It's like... I would imagine it's a bit different these days because there's a whole... I mean, you know, cancel culture definitely helps, you know, but uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't know. But yeah, that's a different one. It's a fantastic movie. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where I wanted to go with that. <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those movies that really makes you do the big thinkies. Yes. It's it's one of those movies where you're you're kind of able to look at it from so many different perspectives and you're able to take what you want from it mm-hmm. and then kind of move on with your life. Yeah, well, it's a movie you can rewatch and think about it differently. Think about right. it each time. No matter how much you hate her, you watch rewatch the movie like, okay, what kind of character was Uno? Okay, let's let's do, let's do. I'm gonna bite my tongue and let's go for it. You know. Yeah. And you what kind of character was she outside of being a massive bitch? <laughs> you know. You know. Yeah. It's a care uh, or a movie that you can keep rewatching, right? For ground different things, but that's. what... I mean, I, I hate saying this, but that's what we said before, right? Or it's just like a movie that doesn't make you feel a sort of range of emotions is not a good movie. Right. Or, I mean, it could be a good movie, but it's like, what kind of movie is a movie that makes you fucking angry? Not necessarily by... Like, I mean, you can get angry at a bad movie, but you can also get really angry at a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's just written so well. Right. And it's a type of movie where I imagine you go into the theater and watch this, mm-hmm. God forbid... Because I don't know if I can li- I keep my composure, but I imagine as I just ima- I mean I could be wrong, but I imagine the theater se- uh, the theater experience of watching this movie, and it's just like you go and you watch it, and Uno is doing her bitchy things, and nobody is like getting angry. Everybody's just silent. Everybody is just like, is this really fucking happening? And but we but it's this but it's this tension that makes you like, I want to keep watching. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stand up in my seat and throw my popcorn at, th- at the at the projector because I'm a psychopath who likes to break immersion. Sorry. 
But or I'm not going to sit there and, and joke and, and, and laugh like a little middle schooler while we were in the middle of watching freaking Josie, the, 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 the lion and the fish, because, you know, that's totally uh, a horrible thing to do. I don't know why anyone would do that. I'm still upset about that. In I'm case you couldn't tell. You know, I just imagine it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's just dead silent as things are happening. Right. You're just like. I, or not necessarily like like uh, you don't you don't know what to say i suppose mm-hmm. you don't know to get angry you don't know if you should like shout you don't know if the you should rally the audience to like start just screaming at this character everybody just wants to like like they're they, they're they're at a loss for words like is this really happening but it's, it's so welcome it's so compelling that you want to keep watching right and then when you and i watched watched it together I I feel like I did this. I can't remember exactly if I did or not, but I, you know, was I muted my mic and I turned on my mic to be like, is this bitch fucking serious right now? (laughs) (laughs) And then and then we went back to watching the movie completely like Mm -hmm. exactly the same as it was before. But that moment where I was like, I swear to God, I will fucking throw hands. This chick is literally going to make me commit a felony, you know, Mm -hmm. like that, that type of visceral reaction is so impressive Mm -hmm. because it takes a lot to get people angry Mm -hmm. like genuinely angry yeah genuinely actually like i am going to remove any morals that i have learned up until this point to serve justice on this bitch right yeah like i am totally this bystander walking by me right now down the street he's taste i'm projecting my anger onto this small child I'm sorry, child. Bam! You're 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 you were you were just in the you just had to catch it. I apologize, but you but you would you would be like me too if you watched that movie. You would have done the same, small child. <laughs> small nine year old child. <laughs> I just uh... I just punted ten yards. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, dude! You could do better than that. I'm guessing at least fifteen. Childs are heavy. Yeah. Child's <laughs> children are heavy, Zach. The children's children. do not be light. There's, yeah, what we're saying, like, you can be mad or you can be angry. There's a difference. You can be angry, Zach. <laughs> There's a difference between angry and angry. Yeah. Like, like, the, the, the fists have came out, Zach. You yeah. know, like I am this angry. I'm bawling my fists. This only you only see this in TV shows when they're like, you know. Yeah. But I'm doing it because that's how my body want. I need I need to put these fists onto some sort of object right now, whether they're living or not. <laughs> I need to forcefully break an inanimate object so that I don't break someone's nose right that's the type of anger that, that this movie brought to you that's the type of angie that this movie can do to you mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. especially when you take it take this idea and show it to someone who has had a lot of time and experience and learning involved mm-hmm. with deaf culture and you know the the idea of you know don't be a fucking asshole mm-hmm. I think I think that that ended up really having a visceral reaction with us in particular, just for the sheer fact that, you know, we've been around these amazing people who mm-hmm. just so happen to not be able to hear where it's like, eh, 
that's mm-hmm. not the biggest deal in the world. Like I'm not going to sit here and be like, and, and be ostracizing you just mm-hmm. for the sheer fact that you can't hear. Like that's not fair. Mm-hmm. And you that, say that as a, as adult, I, I, you say that as adult, Zach, you say that as an adult who knows a lot now and who has gone well, through and who has, and who has learned and who, and who has done three years of ASL. Right. And I'm not even talking about deaf at the, uh, deaf culture at this point, just ostracizing someone. Right. Right. It's just that it's, I don't, I, this is going to sound horrible, Zach, but it's something that just, it might, may or may not happen naturally as one may be difficult to communicate to just in general. Maybe it's a transfer student of some sort. Right. Of like, a, or, 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 sorry, a, a foreign exchange student. Maybe, you know, something like that. Right. Where it's just really easy to... Uh, ignore. Yeah. Right? It's It can be that easy, especially for a bunch of kids. Kids will be kids. Social activity so, uh, social social environments are social environments things move things make the decisions are made and kids can be absolute assholes sometimes yes because they, they don't know they yeah they haven't had an opportunity to learn that moral fine line between right and wrong and that's not necessarily entirely the kid's fault but also at the same time it's like bro i would think that you would know better but also at the same time they don't. They don't. And that's the hardest part. The hardest mm-hmm. part is that you kind of have to realize they aren't looking at this from the same perspective you are mm-hmm. because they've been on this planet for 10 years mm-hmm. and they don't they haven't had to pay a phone bill, mm-hmm. you know, like they haven't had to take SATs and all of that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff, you know, like they they haven't had they to They don't have any weight or value yet. Right. They haven't had to apply for a job. Mm-hmm. Multiple times, multiple jobs. I worked in freaking Tigard mm-hmm. for almost a year mm-hmm. because I couldn't find another job that was closer. Mm-hmm. Angie, Angie, I am Angie. Uh, Emotional damage. You know, I don't, I don't know, like a wholesome way to end this episode. Just, just because, like. It, it's hard to find a way to wrap it all up in a little bow because we did talk about stuff that's kind of like sure dark. well what i can say is that as someone who was in that time because i would have been a high schooler as well figuring myself out understanding my location in this vast thing called fucking high school and i watch a movie like this and i watch anime and i i start to think that it's okay to be different it is okay to not care too much. And it's okay to experience all these sorts of complex emotions because life is going to throw random shit at you. Right. And life is going to throw hurdles at you that you have to jump over. You can't just smooth it out. And that's what this movie was about. Bars. What this movie did for me as a younger person, as young Nuki Zach, was these things happen. Mm-hmm. And it's just not a great thing for anybody involved, but it happens. Right. Nope. Nobody wants to be in the butt end. And frankly, frankly speaking, many times people just end up being in the front end. But it still happens. Right. And what that taught me was that life fucking sucks, but you keep going. 
and you figure it out. You know, Nishimiya right. lived her life. Ishida figured it out. In the end, it took a it took a while. It has to take a while. Right. It took even longer in the manga. Right. Yeah, and I think watching this as an adult and kind of thinking back at high school, I cared way too much about things that I was in no control over, mm -hmm. you know? And so just this idea of trying to control things that were not affecting you, I guess. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, the happiness of this random person who has nothing to do with you, mm -hmm. who's just around, mm -hmm. like you have no obligation to interact with this human being, but you decide to do it in a negative way. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. But you are, you are in control of the way that you present yourself mm -hmm. and the way that, that you choose to interact with other people. And so, I mean, you know, I, as I've gotten older and it's, it's really interesting because we are far enough out of high school where we're at the point, you know, we're adults. Yeah. You know, like I, I still feel like I'm a child. It mm -hmm. still feels like the summer of 2018, <laughs> but you know, I just have a beard now, Right. <laughs> but you know, the, the way that I've learned how to interact with the people in the world around me has changed tremendously. Mm -hmm. And I feel that it is it has changed for the better. And yeah. you know, the I I live by two very simple rules. My life rules, life uh life lessons with Zach. Treat people how you want to be treated and don't be a fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love, lobster? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie. You should watch it, even if you got to this point and we spoiled everything. Well, I mean, here's the nice thing, too, is that we didn't really talk about the scenes very much. It was mostly how certain things in the movie mm -hmm. were affecting the characters. So sure. you can you can go back and watch the movie and still enjoy it. I agree. You can still go back and watch the movie and then kind of think about what we said mm -hmm. and think about the movie in that light. Um, it, it's a great movie. It's, it's a very thinky movie, like like you said. It's a great, great adjective. Um, but yeah, if you enjoy this and you want to watch the movie, do so after subscribing and liking this video. We have links in the description, socials, and Patreon if it's ready, coffee. Um, it's all down there. We appreciate your support thus far. And we look forward to watching more anime and talking about more anime in the future. Hopefully it happens more often. Woo! You know? Whether it's their full full episodes or just, you know, uh, just bring it up here and there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I know that you're always like, make it brief, Zach. We got to end the episode. Yes. Um, I don't know. Be good people. Um, you know, enjoy life. Enjoy anime. Watch the movie. Mm -hmm. Have a good day. Eat, eat your Wheaties. Goodbye. Peace. Eat your fucking Wheaties. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs>